Hello, and thank you for listening to The Unexpected Podcast. If you're enjoying the show so far, please take the time to like and review us on Apple Podcasts. This is The Unexpected Podcast, a show about all of the unexpected elements of pregnancy and parenthood. I am your host, Deborah Brooks. I am a speech-language pathologist who found herself unexpectedly expecting. Each week, I update you along my pregnancy journey. Episodes feature interviews with professionals in the field of parenting and pregnancy, as well as new, seasoned, and expecting moms. Also, from time to time, I have my husband, comedian Mike Racine, on the show to talk about his approaching journey into fatherhood. All right, let's start the show. This is 30 Weeks Pregnant. Okay, I'm 30 weeks pregnant. I feel good. I am free of any illness. I never ended up getting any new COVID symptoms, so I feel healthy and great. Uh, But before we hear too much about me, let's hear about what you can expect when you're expecting at 30 weeks in pregnancy. Your baby is the size of a broccoli. At 30 weeks, what's about 16 inches long, three pounds in weight, and cute all over, it's your baby who's getting bigger by the day, in case you couldn't tell by the size of your belly. Also getting bigger daily is your baby's brain, which is preparing for life outside the womb and for a lifetime of learning. Starting this week, your baby's brain is starting to look like one, taking on those characteristic grooves and indentations though these wrinkles allow for future expansion of the brain tissue that is crucial as your baby goes from helpless newborn to responsive infant to verbal toddler to curious preschooler and beyond your baby's bigger and better brain is also starting to take on tasks previously delegated to other parts of the body like temperature regulation now that the brain is capable of turning up the heat with the help of that growing supply of baby fat your little one will start shedding lanugo the downy soft baby hair that has been keeping him or her warm at this point which means that by the time your baby is born he or she probably won't be fuzzy anymore Yeah, so 30 weeks. I feel good. Um, I'm getting to that stage where I definitely feel different. So for the entirety of this podcast, I have said that I feel pretty standard. Um, I am now experiencing a bit more discomfort. It's hard to reach down for things. It's uh, more difficult to get comfortable while sleeping. Um, It's wonderful to feel the baby moving all the time. Um, I have a lot of heartburn. And I'm exhausted. I I also have I have computer aversion, but I think that's because I'm I've just been doing teletherapy for my work for almost a year now, and I'm just I've never spent this much time in front of the computer, and I think I'm starting to resent it. So that's new. Uh, I don't know if it's pregnancy related or um, pandemic related, but um, it's not pleasant and it's not conducive to working. So that's something new that's happening to me this week. Uh, In this episode, I chat with Mike about uh, 30 weeks in pregnancy. So I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm here with my husband, Mike Racine, and we are expecting a baby, but I am the one who's 30 weeks pregnant. How are you feeling, Mike? Hello, friends. Feeling pretty good. Well, I'll tell you what. The house is filling up with boxes. I'm getting a little anxious. <laughs> Every day I go down to the, uh, I go down to the, um, you know, uh, the lobby. lobby of our building. We live, we have a building with a lobby now. 
and there's these giant boxes that say <laughs> Deborah Racine on them and our apartment number. And I go, fuck. And then I go, well, surely this other giant one can't be for me. But the other giant one is for me, too. So uh, the walls are closing in. I'm actually uh, I'm I'm actually a pile of boxes right now. You can't see it. You guys can't hear it, the listeners at home. But I'm actually, uh, I've made a fort out of all the boxes that we have of baby stuff. And uh, I guess I just have to lean into it, you know? There's certain things as a dad that are out of your control, out of your hands. And uh, I can't be like, hey, stop, stop buying all this baby stuff, damn it. Um, I can't do that. I just have to let them, I just have to let the boxes wash over me, you know? It's like anything in life, getting old, getting uh, whatever. You just have to lean into it. Right. There's certain things in life that are beyond your control. And if I think that there's any possibility that I am going to have any kind of say in how much crap comes into my house, <laughs> I think I'm fooling myself. So I'm just going to relax, keep my space organized, the space that I have control over, which is my kitchen. I'm going to keep my kitchen nice and clean and organized. We will need one cabinet for baby bottles. I will start to. Or yeah. a shelf. Well, that's that was my plan. I'm going to go to Lowe's tomorrow and get some bubble wrap. For the wine glasses? I want to put our wine glasses in storage for the time being. and We have a whole shelf of wine glasses, so I guess that'll be the baby shelf. I Whatever. think we only need half a shelf. I don't understand why babies need so much stuff. Well, do you think that the baby needs a car seat? Yes. Do you think the baby needs a stroller? No. <laughs> I'll carry it. Liar. I carry, yeah, it's funny. You know, it's, uh, I, I, and then today we sometimes, also I go, a changing table. sometimes I go, oh, stroller. Why do you need a stroller right away? But then I'm like, well, if I had to carry Oliver around, I would get annoyed. And he's like 11 pounds. <laughs> so the baby's going to quickly become bigger than Oliver. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we do have, we have three baby carriers for you to wear him. And I also registered for Mike to have. He got two. Now, why do we need three baby carriers? Why don't we just use the dog backpack? Well, the dog backpack is not safe for the baby. Okay. One. Two, um, the carriers. You know when you like, you know when you like drop a dog, you know when you're like carrying your dog and you mess up and you drop and he kind of like lands on his side and then gets up and starts running. I feel like dropping a baby is very different than dropping a dog. You better not drop my baby. I won't drop my your baby. Your baby. I um, won't drop But then also, like, baby. if the baby spits up on it and it's mm-hmm. got to get cleaned. Mm-hmm. The one that we got from Noah and Esther, that one I didn't plan for. Yeah. And I had just bought one, and then I had registered for another one. But every day I'm like, how, mu- how much more crap can we fit in our house? Well, those two things. I'm like, what else is coming? What has actually been in your way? Like, if you would take the recycling out, then yeah. you wouldn't really have a problem. Everything has been stored yeah. in drawers and in his closet. Yeah. And we do need a changing table, which I got the Kigaru. Thank you for you have that, a changing ta- Maria. I brought home a changing table. The pad. Oh, it's okay. Just, you want to put them on... You want to put him on the table? Well, you know, it, <laughs> in Malcolm X, I'm reading his biography. He didn't have a changing table. How do you know? I don't know. I don't think so. Well, he might have. But, um, yeah, so nothing has actually been in your way, Michael. You just see the boxes no, come in. No, nothing's in my way. I'm just getting nervous about all this stuff. Because, you know, when you, you know, sometimes when you walk into somebody's house and they have kids and you go, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Wow. 
does your kid need all this crap? Now, I do want to say, shout out to my friend Connor Fitzpatrick. I went into his house one time, his apartment in Fort Greene, and he had like a, I think he has like a three-year-old, and his wife just had their second kid, but he Mm -hmm. moved to Florida. But his wife just had their second kid. So I went into his house, and I was like, oh, okay, this is like in good shape for a guy with a kid, you know? Two-bedroom apartment in Fort Greene. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I think in New York, it's like you're not supposed to have... Nobody has, like, a nice, roomy place. You know, we do f- kind of forget that, so... Well, I mean, I don't want to be people who have... Be close to a bar. ...a bunch of stuff everywhere. Yeah, I know. And even in my profession, I've said this a billion times, like, I don't use a lot of toys and materials and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But everything that people have bought us is just saving us money on things that we... Yeah, of course. ...almost legally have to have. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> so... It's really like I'm not worried right now. I'm not right now. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying in, you know, like I'm just saying 10 boxes from now. It might be a little different. 20 boxes. from What you should worry about is this Christmas. Uh huh. That's going to be a problem. We're going to host. I think our parents will get too much stuff. That's when you'll you'll notice too much stuff Mm -hmm. with clothes and toys and stuff. Yeah. Because then he'll be like eight months old. Yeah, I why well, I don't understand. Can a baby just have like one toy, an iPad? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm sorry that you're feeling overwhelmed by the stuff. No, I'm not feeling overwhelmed. I'm not feeling overwhelmed. I'm just feeling I, I'm feeling like at some point I might become overwhelmed. I guess what's kind of overwhelming is just the uh, the time, just thinking about my day, thinking about you know. Why are you whispering? I don't know. <laughs> thinking about my weight i want to get my weight under control it's okay. very important well i i definitely want to get my weight under control after the baby's done yeah yeah being inside me uh-huh. i had a client say to me today when when my baby's all gone then i'll see her again for speech therapy and i was like well my baby's not going to be all gone mm-hmm. but when he's not <laughs> in my belly anymore, right right <laughs> for sure um i've been feeling a lot more kicks mike has finally felt kicks mm-hmm. have you really or are you just lying to me yeah i know i feel some little kicks here and there yeah. yeah yeah does that make it real for you um i guess it's always like a like a little jolty thing it's never you know it's like a boop like a boop yeah well he's not mike tyson in there what yeah no what i'm saying you feel him all the time so you know yeah. he's real i just get and i don't i feel little movements every once but i don't feel every single time he kicks Mm-hmm. i don't know Right. Do you wish you were pregnant? I wish I could. I wish I could have. I wish I was able to go to like an ultrasound and see, you know what I mean? Like that would have been, um, I think that would have been nice. But just you could just pretend that I'm like overseas. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? Because I don't really get the male perspective and I feel like, I don't know. I, I chose to not be disappointed because I knew that was the reality of the situation. So yeah. I didn't want to like fixate on mm-hmm. coulda, woulda, shouldas. But yeah. I do see a lot of people on the Thanks internet a lot, complaining. Obama. <laughs> it's not. Mike's joking. Um, yeah, like people are like, well, I'm mad that I see children in the waiting room when I'm there for my ultrasound. And if this woman can bring her kid, why can't I bring my husband? But like maybe they needed a babysitter. And they didn't have one, so. If I if this woman can bring her four year old, I don't understand why I can't bring a thirty seven year old man in here. Right. Who well, who's wearing a Jets jersey and making rude comments to the staff. <laughs> right. 
But so the other day when I did go to the doctor, I did see a guy in the waiting room and I was like, shit, I could have had Mike come. But actually he was waiting for somebody with a broken leg. Yeah. Right. And that was probably why. And the guy like, got on his back. That's the <laughs> the guy doesn't have health insurance, so you you gotta <laughs> he had to carry gotta pay, his wife on the out. piggyback ride. Yeah. Um. So that's probably why. But yeah. So how do you, do you feel like you missed out or you're disappointed that you didn't get to d- go to the ultrasounds? I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to do is, I guess I'm just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, at the at when I th- when I think about kind of like the forefront of my mind, I'm like, well, I just want to like enjoy my life before this kid gets here. I want to sleep mm-hmm. before this kid gets here. Yeah. Um, I want to like, you know, if there's anything that I can't do, I want to maybe like go to Florida or something. <laughs> but then, what if go you Europe. go to Florida and then you get COVID and then you can't be in the delivery room? We had with COVID me. already. There's different strains. Of Are it. there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it twice. Yeah. And then if you test positive, then they won't let you in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all possible. That would be bad. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to stop you from doing what you want to do. Um. I'll be jealous that mm-hmm. you went s- somewhere without me. Because mm. I've always wanted to be pregnant in a bikini. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked a baby moon. Mm-hmm. And I feel robbed of that. Yeah. What do you feel robbed of? Um, from COVID? I guess. I f- I'm having a virtual baby shower. Yeah. Um, we well, I don't know. There's not really much. There's not wedding. really. It's, there's not really mu- much that gets done for, for dad. Um, it's not like, you know. Hey, but do you feel like it would have been realer for you if you saw an ultrasound in person? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I show you the videos. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the same. But it just looks like a blob. Yeah. Well. (laughs) But he looks handsome. He is. I think so. I mean, look at us. Yeah. So, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, I still kind of have to be reminded that I'm having a baby. You know, people go like, oh, yeah, your kid. I go, oh, right, right, my kid. (laughs) (laughs) You know. People bring it up a lot. Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> Does that make you nervous? I just hope he's not a loser like me. He, shut up. You are not, and he won't be either. So it's um today is what? February what? 25th? Is Two it five. the 25th? Yeah. Yeah, so it's the 25th, and we're due April 30th. So mm-hmm. it's essentially two months mm-hmm. from now. So what was two months ago? That was... Two months ago? December, when we first moved in here. Yeah. So how l- does it feel like it's been a long time that we've been here for a long time? No, it's been almost three months, right? Well, I'm just saying like... I don't know. No, so January 1st, I guess New Year's. So no, how, moved how December long ago? 1st, though. Yeah, so how long does New Year's feel away? Next New Year's? No, the past New Year's. It feels like a good amount of time away. So that's how much time we have until the baby comes. Yeah. Yeah. Two more months. Yeah, yeah. So we still have time. Yeah. You can still sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you can sleep when you're dead, too. Yeah. Who cares about sleep? Two months is it's like both a short amount of time and a long amount of time. You know, Mm -hmm. if I go if I go like, oh, you have to wait two months. I'd be like, oh, two months. All right, fine. Because we waited for our I was just going to say it. We waited for our ottoman for like 35 days. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah. But then like, if I was like something is due in two months, I'd be like, all right, sweet. I probably wouldn't start it until it's g- it goes by fast. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, at yeah. all. Yeah. But um, so what uh duties do you prepare? Do you feel prepared to do as a father? I have literally no idea. I mean, I guess you I'll change have a diapers. Book. You're going to change diapers. Yeah, but I have a book on pregnancy. Okay, well, you better read a parenting book. Put that Malcolm X book down. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, Diaper changing? No, I don't know. How hard could it be? I don't know. I guess diaper changing, I guess waking up in the middle of the night if he needs to be fed. Mm-hmm. I'll probably like watch movies with him or play video games or whatever while he's going back to sleep. Okay. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't think there's. I don't think you're supposed to be like. Okay, I'm ready. I don't think you're supposed to like. No. I don't think you're supposed to be like. Oh, I've trained for this forever. You no, know? I think your fatherly duties like. Will I think be it's stupid. Diaper changing. What? I think it's like you should like the idea that you're gonna be like. Okay, now I'm ready. I read all the books. You know. No. Well, I mean. I think what, you just kind of take it as it comes. Stupid. No, I'm just saying. Books? I'm just saying. You read five books. Yeah. I'm just saying you kind of take it as it comes to you, you know? Right. It's not, it's not, it doesn't seem like something you could ever prepare for. I think you're going to be in charge of foods after breastfeeding is mm-hmm. complete. Uh-huh. Um, and diapers. Uh-huh. And I got four different types of diapers. Okay. I got Pampers Swaddlers. Mm-hmm. Pampers Naturals. Mm-hmm. I got Huggies. Yeah. And I got Baby Gannics. Yeah. And you're going to decide... That you're gonna do a taste test, and then also with the diaper, Noah, you taste the diapers. Well, it's still your taste, right? Like, I prefer this one over this one. Right. Noah, Garden Schwartz, and Esther Steinberg. Uh huh. They gave us a bunch of diapers. I don't know what brand they were, so okay. we yeah. technically have five different types of diaper. Nice. That you will get to experiment with and what if we end review. up using the dog diapers on the baby, and we end up liking those the best. Because I'll tell you what, they won't the diapers, the diapers that we put on our dog yeah. are very good. I mean, they I have are. no complaints. <laughs> I mean, sometimes he wiggles out of them, but they also like when he pees in that diaper. Yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, okay. It doesn't leak. It doesn't leak. And it's full, yeah, yeah. And it's full. It's like that got all of his piss. It does. It's a good diaper. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't have the Shouts right Shouts out to our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> dog diapers. Yeah. For our fourteen-year-old dog. Yeah. Um. Oh, but he got a vaccine, so our our older senior dog got a Lyme vaccine, uh-huh. and he was just like out of commission for the rest of the day, which mm. was, um, I don't know, super stressful for me and made me think about the baby, yeah, and how like we're gonna have to go to all these doctor's appointments in the beginning, and and he's they're gonna be like, okay, time for vaccines, and I'm gonna be like, meh, I don't know, yeah. I have one friend who's like trying to convince me to not do any vaccines, which I, I'm not. Um, I don't want to mention anybody's name on the podcast without permission. But um, what does your name start with? <laughs> you don't know her. L. No. Okay. Um. So I. Uh, yeah, I'm not an anti-vaxer at all. I'm definitely uh-huh. pro-science. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it, you can't deny that. Um. That you know the person's demeanor changes especially with these covid vaccines yeah people are having a lot of side effects um so it's scary to me mm-hmm. that's that's the little concerning to me yeah yeah but other than that i just feel like whatever i mean 
I'm not nervous about sleep. Mm-hmm. I just, I want. I hope our baby doesn't have like eczema or acid reflux mm-hmm. and can eat nicely. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like a lot of my time during the day, I'm not, I'm not using my time uh, very efficiently always. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of my time gets kind of like, not sucked away, but I lose a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. I lose a lot of my time during the day. I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just kind of thinking about that. I feel like I accomplish a lot during the day. And yeah, right now I don't feel like I have a ton of free time to take care of a baby. Uh But then once the baby comes, I won't have my job. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it'll replace. Yeah. So I think I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I've been drawing (laughs) portraits of people for some extra supplemental income. So if you would like a a $25 line drawing, just email me at MissDebSLP at gmail.com. It's kind of crazy how vulnerable babies are. Yeah. You know, like, they're really delicate. Yeah. Like, they need, because a baby in an, like, a ant, like a baby deer or a baby mm-hmm. bear or whatever it is, like, they kind of pick up pretty quickly, you know? Yeah. They come out, they're walking, they're whatever, they develop. They just, like, fall out, too. They just fall You're out, You're talking yeah. about worrying about dropping our baby. Oh, yeah, what is that? They just drop them. They just slide out <laughs> like it's, like it's a, like it's a smooth shit after a fiber one. And they stand up. Yeah. But so humans have the least mature babies because of the size of the birth canal. They're actually born technically three months prematurely. Right, right, right. Because they can't fit. So mm-hmm. for that, that's the fourth trimester, those four, those next three months where mm-hmm. um, it's tough for parents because... The it's like when you think about like which animal superpower you want to have. Like, do I want the strength of a bear or mm-hmm. the speed of a, f- a falcon? <laughs> I just want the birth canal of a fucking <laughs> panda bear. <laughs> Well, so like I was saying, so what's what I've read is hard for the first three months is that like the baby is quite vulnerable and they need you, Mm -hmm. but they don't give you a lot back at that point because Mm -hmm. they're really not that mature yet. So Mm -hmm. it's not like you're getting the giggles and Mm -hmm. the like reciprocated love. So that seems to be hard for people. Okay. Um, I'll be ready for that. Yeah, me too. I'm like, I don't care. You don't have to love me yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm already really like you. Yeah. So before we wrap up, what did we learn about our baby? What did he inherit from you? Well, I don't know how to feel about this. (laughs) But apparently, (laughs) our baby has my ears. Yes. (laughs) Didn't you talk about this on your show already? No. Oh, okay. Well, the baby's got big ears. Now, what, what I was thinking about having a kid is that you have a kid, and it's like, I'm I'm me, you're you. Me and you have stuff in common, you know? Like, me mm-hmm. and you on our first date, we had stuff we were able to talk about, I guess. Uh-huh. You know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, or like, whatever it is. Things that we both kind of like. Right. Well, So, the thing with your kid is that, that when you have a kid, you're like, oh, this this is a total just crapshoot of a human. I remember that story you told me one time about when you were working at Caroline's, and Bo Burnham's parents came in, mm-hmm. and they came to watch him because he had like sold out Caroline's. Yeah, every night. And they were like, and he was, they were there every night. They were. Yeah. And so, and they were just like Midwestern. Yeah. They're so they're just like these, Very mid, nice. these normal nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like Midwesterners. Blonde. Yeah. Like I so think nice, so. So <laughs> nice blonde Midwesterners. <laughs> yeah. Who are like, yeah, our son just. <laughs> shot some videos some shitty yeah. videos on the computer and then put them on youtube and now he's like um you know he's selling out arenas and we're just here he to been? support like 15 i think he was like 15 yeah he was young yeah and it was like you know it was like oh this kid's such a big such a big deal 
And uh, those were kind of like the early days of YouTube yeah, where, you yeah. know, the few people who who did it, who, who kind of popped. Mm-hmm. That's why I got to figure out. I don't know what the next. Right. I got to get in early on the fuck, whatever the social media thing is. Maybe I'll do Clubhouse. I don't know. But right. um, anyway, what's Clubhouse? I don't I think it's this video conference. It's like a live thing. I have thing? no idea what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like group hangouts, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, uh, I guess like what I'm realizing lately but, but is so, that, so uh, hold on. Cause I'm uh, like, well, what? Well, I was doing a tangent. So I'm saying, <laughs> okay, so, so <laughs> all right. So your kid is never, you don't know what the, you're going to, you're going to get a complete roll of the dice of a human, you know? Right. Oh, my dad always thought I would take over the family business, the mm-hmm. family, you know, car, uh, uh, car dealership. Yeah. And your kid ends up being, you know, a, he wants to f- do face. He wants to do caricatures or face painting or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you, so you're kind of prepared for like your kid to be different from you. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not prepared for is for my kid to be similar, my kid to be like me. Uh huh. I'm not ready for him to look like me, act like me. You know, <laughs> I'm not ready. To, I don't, don't want to see myself. With I don't want to be confronted with myself. <laughs> you are gonna. So when you said, when you said, oh, he has your ears, I was like, well, I don't want the kid to be that much like me. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Well, you said he was tall. I, I what I I'm imagining. Tall. But what I'm imagining, what I'm, what I'm, what I would guess that this kid is, he's tall. He's got long legs. He's lanky, and he's going to be like a basketball player. So when we stand, when he's 16, <laughs> he's going to tower over me. Uh-huh. I doubt that. And he's going to like dunk. He's going to dunk on me when we play basketball together. I and, don't have tall people in my family. But I do. Yeah. I have like a f- couple random tall people here and there uh-huh. that are scattered yeah. through my gene pool. So mm-hmm. I'm just I I feel like we're going to I'm going to have a big I'm going to have a big son that I'm going to have to control like he's King Kong. But what if he's actually a sensitive artist who likes to paint cats and bake cakes? I hope so. Like you. Like me, yeah. <laughs> what if that's who he is? He might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you going to make sure he rides a bike at a acceptable age yes <laughs> i'm not criticizing you i'm just asking you when did you learn how to ride a bike mike this is what we're close nine. with nine years old yeah totally normal age to ride a bike <laughs> that's actually the median age <laughs> where people learn how to ride bikes most kids don't learn until they're 12 or 13 <laughs> that's not true <laughs> most kids i think I think kids ride bikes at like four. Most most kids are like twelve years old, being like, "Ooh, what do I do?" You know, <laughs> that's actually young. Yeah, I didn't learn how to ride a bike till I was nine. And I remember actually, I this bully I always talk about, this kid Mike Sturm. Mm-hmm. He was I like rode my bike. I had this cool bike. It was like a blue and orange bike, mm-hmm. blue bike with orange lettering. It's called mm-hmm. a Dino. Mm-hmm. It was like a BMX bike. It was like a, one one of those littler bikes. Mm-hmm. That you, I guess you can do tricks on, right. like a Dave Mira bike, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that. I just thought. But anyway, so I, I like ride up to school and I'm like struggling because I'm just not, I'm not, I'm getting used to the bike. I'm still getting, I still had, I couldn't like go up and down curbs. Right, I'm just getting yeah. used to the bike. And like Mike Sturm's looking at me. He's like, you can't even ride. I bet you just took your training wheels off. Like he had this like, he's got this like venom in his voice uh-huh. that he's like, you can't even ride a bu- like. What are you mad at, dude? Yeah, this kid probably like got abused. You think? And yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. you do talk about this bully often. 
I do want to wrap a belt around my fist. Okay, well, let's not do that on all this right, podcast. All right, all right, all right, I'm all sick right. of this guy taking over every podcast that That's we do. That's not true. Well, anyway, so Mike learned to ride a bike at nine years old when his grandma taught him. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're just going to make sure that our kid promptly learns at a younger age. Because I feel like you talk about this story a lot. Well, what's annoying is that my dad was like, my grandma taught me how to ride a bike. And then my dad was like, oh, I wanted to teach him. It's like, well, you had nine you had nine years. <laughs> you had four years right. to teach me how to ride a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. There's like, my dad didn't teach me much, but he did teach me to repeat people's names back to them. That's good. And that's it. Well, that's good. It's a good yeah. skill. And on that note, so I hope everyone repeats people's names back to them because it makes them feel heard and seen and valued. Um, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you at 31 Weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. The Unexpected Podcast is recorded and produced by Deborah Brooks and is sponsored by the Sit Down with Mike Racine Podcast, SLP's Wine and Cheese Podcast, and the Dad Show with Mike Racine Podcast. For more unexpected content, head over to www.patreon.com slash Deborah Brooks CCC SLP. If you love the show, I'd appreciate a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>